No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that Israel backslides once again, is oppressed by the enemy, and then cries out to the Lord for deliverance. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Judges chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. We continue in Judges on this merry-go-round of disobedience, dominance by the enemy, deliverance, and rest only to repeat the cycle again. We saw yesterday that when the children of Israel cried out to God, he raised up Ehud to deliver them. Then Israel enjoyed rest for 80 years. We continue in Judges chapter 4. When Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazar. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harosheth-Goyim. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had nine hundred chariots of iron. And for twenty years he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the eyes of the Lord. This time he sold them into the hand of the king of Canaan. It is tragic that they were now sold like slaves at an auction. Ironically, Israel was now being ruled by the Canaanites, the very people God had told them to destroy. Instead, they allowed them to remain in the land, and now the Canaanites were ruling over them. And that's how it will always be if you refuse to put to death an area of your flesh. If you think you can let it remain and make a truce with it, then it will eventually arise to rule over you. Jabin ruled from Hazar, which was about 15 miles north of the Sea of Galilee. What made Jabin such a formidable opponent was that he had 900 chariots of iron. And in this Bronze Age, those were like tanks, giving the Canaanites a great military advantage. For 20 years, the children of Israel were harshly oppressed. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. During the period of Judges, Deborah was the only woman to lead Israel. The first thing we learned about her was that she was a prophetess. That is, she spoke forth the words of God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Second, she was judging Israel. She was deciding the cases between parties when they would bring them to her. And third, in the next chapter, Deborah calls herself a mother in Israel. People would come to her in the mountains of Ephraim and she would care for them, tending the flock of God. We will see that Deborah was quite an amazing woman. Verse 6, Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kedesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor 
Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun. And against you I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hand. The Lord chose Barak to go to war, and he spoke through Deborah to call him into action. Now this had all the makings of a great partnership between prophetess and general. Deborah knew her calling and Barak's calling. God even gave Barak the exact military plan. Mount Tabor arises from the plain of Jezreel, southwest of the Sea of Galilee, and Barak was to deploy 10,000 troops from Naphtali and Zebulun and meet Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, at the Kishon River in Jezreel Valley. Incidentally, this valley will also be the location of the future Battle of Armageddon. And Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Barak's response gives us an insight as to why God chose a woman to lead Israel at this time. Barak had everything he needed to do his duty. He was called by God. He was given the battle plan and he was given troops. But he wouldn't go unless Deborah went with him, holding his hand. Anytime we receive a commandment from the Lord and we put conditions on it, we are in a state of compromise. Who are we to put conditions on what God has commanded us to do? This reflects that Israel had fallen into a state of weak male leadership. Isaiah wrote about a similar time in Israel. In Isaiah 3.12, it says, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. God uses whoever is available, and Deborah was available, and a forthright leader, when the men of her generation were unwilling to step up to the plate. Deborah would go with Barak, but because of his hesitancy, the glory for Sisera's defeat would go to a woman. This would be humiliating for any general, but especially in that male-dominated society. Verse 9, Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kedesh. And Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali to Kedesh. He went up with 10,000 men under his command, and Deborah went with him. Now Heber, the Kenanite of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had separated himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent near the terebinth tree at Zeanaim, which is beside Kedesh. The Kenites were descendants of Hobab, Moses' father-in-law, or brother-in-law, the Hebrew supports either translation. They had settled in the south in the territory of Judah. Now, why Heber separated himself from his own people, we don't know. But he was up north beside Kedesh Naphtali. And we will see that Heber's wife would play a significant role in the story. Verse 14, Then Deborah said to Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots 
and all his army with the edge of the sword before Barak, and Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Horoshethagoyim, and all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. Now, in the natural, the odds were stacked heavily against Israel. We discover in the next chapter in the Song of Deborah that not a shield or a spear was among them. All they possessed were their swords against this great army of Sisera with 900 iron chariots. But God was fighting for Israel, and he even commanded the weather. We learn from Deborah's song that the clouds poured forth water, flooding the Kishon River and sweeping away the army. No doubt the chariots got stuck in the mud. Barak and his army pursued those that got away, striking them all by the edge of the sword so that no one survived. However, Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me, do not fear. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with a blanket. Now, Heber had brokered a peace agreement with the Canaanite king. So Sisera thought that he could flee to the house of Heber for safety. Heber's wife, Jael, went out to meet Sisera and invited him into her tent. She offered him hospitality and covered him with a blanket. No doubt, he thought he was in good hands. And then he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a jug of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him. And he said to her, Stand at the door of the tent, and if any man comes and inquires of you, and says, Is there any man here? You shall say, No. Was it that Jael had no water to give him? I think not. When my mother used to have trouble getting to sleep, she would drink a glass of warm milk. Jael gave Sisera some milk, knowing that through the exhaustion of warfare and the milk, he would soon fall asleep. Now when Sisera told Jael to stand guard at the door of the tent and lie to anyone who came looking for him, Jael no doubt understood that Sisera was on the run and in trouble. She saw this as her opportunity to rid Israel of this Canaanite warrior. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple and it went down into the ground for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. And then, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he went into her tent, there lay Sisera dead with a peg in his temple. I tell you, this was an age when the women were rising to the occasion. Jael was one tough cookie. In the Bedouin tribes, the women were responsible for setting up and tearing down the tents. So Jael knew her way with a hammer and a tent peg. When Barak arrived, Jael showed him what she had done. Thus, 
the prophecy of Deborah was fulfilled and the glory of killing Sisera went to a woman. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, in the presence of the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel grew stronger and stronger against Jabin, king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. It has been said that God doesn't look for your ability. He looks for your availability. Both Deborah and Jael were available to God, so God used them and they were blessed. Barak was also available, but with conditions. God used him, but he didn't receive the glory that would have been his if he hadn't hesitated or he hadn't put forth the conditions. When God calls us to a task, we should know that his commandments are also his enablements and get right to it. But if we hesitate or refuse, then it won't stop God's plan. He will just use somebody else who's available. God help us to be available to the Lord and to respond unconditionally to his call. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we see where Deborah and Barak sing a song commemorating the Lord's victory over the Canaanites. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Judges on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.